Father's house. Come and go with me. There is peace. There is joy. There is love happening there. Amen. Can we just thank God for one more day in the land of the living. While we still have breath within our lungs, that we can lift up our voice and say, Thank you, God, for being such a good God, an awesome God. Let us take a moment of time to forget about ourselves and concentrate on him. Oh, God, we thank your God. We magnify your God. We lift up your, your name, Almighty God, for you are God all by yourself. There is none like you. Oh, God, fill this place with your presence as we desire to lift up your holy name, oh, God. We come, Lord, with, with all our issues and all our troubles and all our stress, and we lay them down at your feet. And, oh, God, may you be exalted. Hallelujah. May you lift us up as we lift you up, oh, God. Thank you, God, for being a keeper a sustainer, a healer, a reviver, a reclaimer. God, thank you, God, for being our redeemer. Thank you, God, for washing us through the blood of the Lamb. Father, we thank you for those who are joining us today who may not know Jesus. We pray today that they may see him and him crucified and resurrected and exalted, knowing that he is God and there is none like him. Oh, Father, bless our hearts and our minds, that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be accepted, Lord, in thy sight. For you are all right. In our Redeemer, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, amen. 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 Come just sing a chord with me and sing hallelujah.
feel free to join us in song this morning. You probably already know this one. Yeah, okay. And it's uh, Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. All right. Feel free to join in.
church? Amen. Since I laid my burdens down. Amen. Amen. I know we try to lay them down, but we, we keep them. It's just hard to lay them down, Brother Price. <laughs> but we got to lay them down and give it to the one who can handle them. You know, your, your friend can't handle them. I can't handle them. The pastor can't handle them. But we know someone who can handle them. And that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All you got to do is give it to him. He said, come unto me, all you are weary and a heavy burden, I will give you rest. Oh, yeah. Thank God for rest. Amen. Amen. The scripture this morning will come from the gospel according to John, chapter 10. The gospel according to John, chapter 10. We're going to go down to verse 7. The gospel according to John, chapter 10. I'll be reading from the, uh, in, uh, the uh, New Living Translation, I should say. <laughs> I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. If you're able to stand upon God's word, you may do so. The gospel according to John, chapter 10. And it reads, So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The father loves me because I sacrifice my life so I may take it back again. No one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily. For I have the authority to lay it down when I want to, and also to make take it up again. For this is what my Father has commanded. Amen, church. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, you are God Almighty. Lord, we just come thanking you this morning, Lord. Thank you for another day, Heavenly Father. Father, just thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so merciful, Lord, to us, Heavenly Father. Father, thank you for your unfailing love that you have for us, your children, Heavenly Father. Father, right now we ask you, Heavenly Father, touch from the inner church right now, Lord. Touch from the front all the way to the back, in the vestibule, side to side, Heavenly Father. Help our minds and our bodies just right now to just concentrate on you. To just focus on the goodness of the Lord and what he has done for us, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for sending our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
who died on Calvary for our sins, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you didn't stay in the grave. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you rose again in the class. You have all power in your hand, Lord. And we, we thank you, Lord. Lord, please bless every song that will be sung, Lord. Please bless every prayer that will be prayed, Lord. Please bless the gospel of Jesus Christ that's going to go forth, Lord. And it changes us from the inside out, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We praise you and we magnify you. It's in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. Church, please join us again as we sing, Walk with me, Lord.
present help in the time of trouble. This is closer than any friend. Aren't you glad that he is right there? Right there. Mm. At every time we need him, he is right there. Oh, thank God. Let us pray to our God. Thank you, God, for being everywhere. Thank you, God, that you are all-powerful. We bless your holy name. Thank you, God, that you are all-knowing. You work all all things good for those who love you and called according to your purpose. Uh, Father, Lord, we are grateful that you look out for us better than we can ever look out for ourselves. And Father, we continue to need your guidance and your direction in our lives. Uh, Father, right now we're preparing to hear a word from you. Uh, help us, O oh God, that we might hear your truth. And Father, bless us, O oh God, that we have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Oh, Father, Lord, we pray that we might see Jesus and follow after him. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening, and may you receive all the glory and all the honor, Lord, we pray. Amen. 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 We are doing our metaphorical phrases of the I am statements of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we've come now to talk about him when he says, I am the gate or I am the door. And I am the good shepherd. Yes, sir. Uh, when we look at this text today, I'm going to first read to us uh, to the, what preceded to our text that we read today. Because uh, of John, the 10th chapter, verses 1 through 5. Uh, let us stand to receive the word of God. The gospel according to John is still in the same chapter, verses 10. I'm sorry, chapter 10. We'll look at verses 1 through 5. We'll read again from the New Living Translation. The Word of God reads this way. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they what? Because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. Amen. As you take your seat, help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor. Tell them Jesus is the gate and the good sheep. All right. Now, encourage your neighbor to tell them this. Learn to be his sheep. Amen. If you came with somebody else, make sure they don't feel left out. Talk to them too. Tell them learn to be his sheep. What I want to highlight here is that Jesus tells this parable. And he, under, he finds out and recognizes that they didn't understand what he was saying. And so what we read earlier was him explaining what the parable is. Some of y'all looking at me and say, Preacher, how do you know that? Well, just keep on reading. Verse 6 says, Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. Aren't you glad the Bible makes it clear for us? 
And so it's right there in the song that, hey, this is what the parable said, but what did it mean? I want to highlight something again. Notice Jesus point out who were the robbers and who are the thieves. And he points out who is the door or the gatekeeper and who is the good shepherd. But it does not say who opened up the gate. So when someone's telling you that's what it is, well, that's not what it says. So we don't know exactly who it is. But what we do know, what happens when he, someone opens up the gate because they recognize who he is. And when they recognize who he is, his sheep recognize his voice. And what I want to highlight here that everything's done by recognition. That they recognize who he is, the sheep recognize who he is. And which means this, that the sheep were in a pen with other sheep. All the sheep didn't follow him. But those who knew his voice, following him out there. Then we get into the explanation of the parable. He says that I got other sheep in another pen. And he's letting know that those who are mine are mine. I will come and get them. Come on, somebody. <laughs> When they're ready to come with me. But I will lead them. Notice what I want to highlight here that you repeated is that they what? Follow him. One way I learned to be his sheep is I learned to follow. Mm. It's hard to follow in life when you know all the answers. It's hard to follow in life where you know everything and you know how to do it all right. So therefore, you got to be the one to speak. you got to be the one to teach. you got to be the one to lead because you are in charge. But yet Christ is saying that you don't have to be first. The greatest is the least of these. And so we're looking at the servant leader showing us what it means to serve. Mm. Jesus tells this parable to teach the people that the ones that want to be in front are the robbers and the thieves. They want all the recognition. They want all the responsibility. But they will run when the adversity comes. Y'all notice he says they run because they're only getting paid. They're not there because they care for you. Watch out somebody. You ever met somebody that's only there because somebody's paying them to be there? Uh, it reminds me of a joke somebody I, I read somewhere that goes this way that uh, the church was closed because of the snow. But the preacher showed up. And yet there was one person there, and the other person was the custodian. And he says, I know why you're here. You're only here because they paid you. <laughs> and oftentimes we can look at somebody that they're only going to show them just to get their paycheck. But yet in the process of it is that when you care for something, I know you'll be there whether it be a good day or a bad day. Whether it be good times or hard times, I know I can depend on certain people to show up and be at their position because I'm not here because I want to be recognized. I'm here because I care about the mission. So Jesus had explained to them his mission and why he is here. He's letting them know that I am the door, I am the gate, and I am the good shepherd. And he's pointing out that if you follow me, you will follow your journey and your life to eternal life. He said that I come that you might have life and life what? More abundantly. So I want you to know that Jesus as our Lord defines us how we are, who we are in our relationship with him in this parable. We use metaphors to describe how we love somebody. Oh, I love you. I love you like this or you're like this. And, and we use all different things to describe how we want to love somebody. But think of this about Christ points out this relation with us that he is the shepherd and we are the sheep. Jesus is using these following metaphors, the door, shepherd, and sheep within this parable. And he's pointing out that he represents two of them. He is the door, which means protection. That means that only certain people can come in with permission. The gate does not open for everybody. 
but only opens for those who are recognized. And then the gates also used to lead those out to follow after him. Jesus used another gate metaphor that says that broad is the path and broad is the gate that leads to destruction. But narrow is the path and narrow is the gate that leads to righteousness and only few find was highlighting to us that we got to be careful that we're not living for this world, but we're living for Christ. So the question is, who is Jesus to you? Do you see him as your shepherd? Because when you do see him as your shepherd, you get emotional when you hear the Lord is my shepherd. Because that ministers to you because you say they're talking about my Jesus. When you're talking about your Jesus, you know that he is going to provide for you. He's going to care for you because that's what shepherds do. So I want to encourage us that to follow Jesus, follow Jesus all the days of your life. First, we've got to know him as the door, which means that I've got to go through the right entrance. I've got to go and be in the right position. I have to be welcomed in. And the beautiful thing is that oftentimes that when we're not looking for Jesus, he's looking for you. I believe in Revelation says, here I am, knocking at the door. Will you let me in? I'm so glad that Jesus pointed out that I am the good shepherd, that I will leave the 99 and go after the one. And so we see here that he knows that I will enter in. So the thing is that when we unlock our hearts, unlock our doors and our hearts and let him come in and say, Lord, you are. The Lord of my life. When we understand that he comes in, check it out what happens then. Now we have access to more. When you close the door, you can't get anything in. But when you open up, now you have access. Y'all, y'all quiet on me. See, see, so once we open up, now we can move places. We can experience new things. We sang to him earlier, walk with me, Lord, walk with me. But here's the beautiful thing is that he's always walking, but are we walking with him? <laughs> we can't be on the wrong path and say, Lord, come this way. No, 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 my brother. <laughs> you need to get right with God. Amen. Trust not your own husband and always acknowledge him and he will what? Direct your path. Well, it's kind of hard to direct your path when you're not on the right path. That means you're too far from my voice. So notice that how when we let him in, we can fellowship with him. We can, we can have a relationship with him. There's protection within the sheepfold. And here's the thing that when we go out the door, here's the blessing coming. This is Deuteronomy 28 and 6. It's wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. And that's why I like we sing the song, bless my going out and bless my coming in. And so what God is pointing out that when you are with me, you are blessed and you're doing your obedience. He gave that blessing to the children of Israel that I'm going to bless you on your way out of Egypt, all the way to your promised land. And you will stay blessed if you follow my instructions. But now getting back to the metaphor of the sheep. Why do the sheep got to leave the pen? Because there's food outside of the pen. Y'all quiet. You know, sheep left left in one place. They're going to eat everything. So if that's where they're sleeping, that stuff already gone. <laughs> that stuff already gone. They got to go find what? Green pastures. Green represents life. Green represents alive. 
They don't want to find dead pastors. That's gone. They, they done killed some others. So that got to regenerate. Seeds got to fall down and grow up again. They got to go find green so the shepherd will rotate them around so that they won't kill all the food around them. So they got to go from different places so that they can grow back, so that they go back there another time. Which means that God knows how to move you around. I know it might look greener over there, but God got a better plan. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we get caught up that we look ahead, we get excited and say, oh, it's going to be over there. It's like, no, we're going to take a left. <laughs> we're going in this direction because God knows what's best for us. The Lord God will lead us to a place that will nurture us. He will make sure that we are good. That's why the 23rd Psalm tells us how he what? Reviveth our soul. He, he renews us for his name's sake. Isn't that something? Everything is for his name's sake. So if it's, if it's about you, you might want to recheck that agenda. If it's about you, you might want to make sure that God, am I having you a part of it? Because sometimes people get mistaken. That's when you can correct them and let them know that it's not about me. But it's all about his grace, his mercy, that he's placed me in that position. We've got to be mindful that we let everybody else know that I'm only here because of God's grace and mercy. The Psalms, the 23rd number Psalm lets us know about how we recognize God as the shepherd who leads us beside still waters and green pastures. This is the beautiful thing that we know him that when he comes in that we are in good hands with the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. And I like how he shows this and I want you to catch this connection here. Just as I know my sheep, my father knows me. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> it's a sad thing when you say who you are when you're not who you are. <laughs> you, when people are imposters, when people are faking, when people are saying, I'm, I'm somebody important, I'm somebody special. You show up and people are like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so here it is. Jesus says that I, as, just as my father knows me, I know the father. And then he points out something very awesome, very amazing about his relationship with his sheep. He says, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Why is that important? Well, the robbers and thieves won't sacrifice their lives. So why are you following after them? Why are you following after people who don't care about you? Why are you trusting in people who won't give you their last, but Christ will give you his own? There's times in our lives that we're dealing with so many people that they want to please everybody else. That they'll jump through hoops to make them, pat them on the back, to be cool, to be accepted. But when time comes with adversity and trials and tribulations, they're nowhere to be found. We're dealing with times right now that people just want to do all kinds of things just to get clout, just to get recognized, just to get some kind of a power and success. But all that is fleeting. You know, you could be the top headline today. The next thing you know, nobody will write about you. We have all those different kind of TV shows. Where are they now? Because you don't care about them anymore. You like them for that moment. But where are they now? It's amazing how you liked them while they were popular, but when they're popular, you say, I, I forgot their name. I forgot about that song. Who wrote that song? I remember that song. But we forget about them. But here's the thing about Christ, that Christ will never forget about you. 
The gatekeeper opens the gate for the sheep, right? But the sheep recognize his voice, which means that there's a connection here. And then also he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out, which means that he knows who you are. God recognizes who you are. And then when he recognizes who you are, then he is going to lead you out as his own to follow after him. And the beautiful thing about why we're following after him, we're following after the one who loves us, the one who's given his life up for us, the one who's going to protect us. That's why this 23rd number song says, your rod and your staff protect me. And they comfort me. Because the staff does a couple of things. We recognize the same staff when David was fighting Goliath. Goliath recognized what that staff was for. He says, you going to beat me like I'm a dog? Go back and look in the text. That's what he said. You going to beat me like a dog? But notice what Christ says here. He says that if a wolf comes, a dog, I will protect you. But the highlands will run off. Y'all see the parallel there? Jesus. From the lineage of David, pointing out the battle is the Lord's. <laughs> I'm going to fight your battles. So if signs will come after you, I will protect you. So that staff is to protect you. But then also there's a hook on it to God that if the sheep are getting off path, they can just lie on and say, hey, just gently go this way. Let me just guide you and, and bring you in this way. The good shepherd, full of unfailing love and faithfulness that he will guide us and direct us to where he wants us to be. The other thing that we as sheep, as sheep, our response is to obey his commands. The sad thing about sheep is that they are easily fooled. Sheep follow sheep. And that's why the shepherd has to have a good lead sheep that follows instructions. Because if you got a bad sheep, they all will go in the wrong way. And so once she jumps off the cliff, they all will keep on falling off the cliff. Might as well go this way. And that's why the shepherd has to what? Look out ahead. Because he knows better than the sheep. He leads me. So he's leading us. And then I go through, all, I go through the valley of shadow that I fear not. So when I'm with the shepherd, I'm not worried about anything. I'm just trusting the shepherd's going to lead me to where he wants me to be. We are blessed by God's covering and his protection. We are blessed because we have the gift of the Holy Spirit that connects us and ministers to us. And then and we will see that God is connected with us. So as we're following Jesus, we're following in his blessing, we're following his protection, we're following in his covering. Which means this, that there's some times in our lives that I'm going to go through some hardships, I'm going to go through some pains, but I know there's a good destination. We oftentimes want to cut our journey short, but yet the journey might be more important than the destination. In order for us to get to where he wants, he got to lead us. Which means that you may not know how long it's going to take. So sometimes you might act like God's children, like your children might act. You go on a long trip, a long vacation, and they're going to ask those same questions more than once. Are we there yet? And I encourage you, go ahead and just ask God, are we there yet? <laughs> Let God minister to you. Let God talk to you. Let God comfort you. Let you know that we're still on this journey. But here's a beautiful thing. Since you're still on the journey, that's why you can still ask, are we there yet? And you, if you might give an answer like I give my answer to my kids, say, you'll know <laughs> when we get there. Because one thing, when you get there, you get out, you have fun. I talk to somebody. And so when we get there, we're going to shout. We're going to scream. We're going to be excited when we get there. But we're not there yet. 
But the good shepherd knows the cost to get there. This is another thing about our journey. That oftentimes when you go on a journey, you may not know what it's going to cost to get there. Oftentimes that those who mapped out plans or mapped out journeys, you, you, you mapped out the cost, right? You know the toll roads, you know the price, you know for parking, you know for the hotel, for the stay. You mapped out everything because you don't want to show up and not be able to cover what you need to cover in that trip. And here it is that Christ knows what it takes that's going to cost my life. And I'm willing to pay the price because I am the good shepherd. Jesus is showing us what it means to follow him as he is following the Father. Y'all see that? Jesus calls us to be his disciples, which are also equal to the sheep, which means that I must be willing to give up my life and follow after him. If I give up my life, that means that it's not my preference, it's not my ideas, it's not what I want, but it's not my will be done, but thy will be done. That's why Galatians 2 and 20 will let us know that it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me, who gave up his life for me. And so when I know that it's no longer me that's living, but it's he that's living in me, then it's easy for me to sit back and relax and let God lead me on the path he wants me on. The Lord will always protect us. Why would he do that? Verse 17 says, the father loves me because I sacrificed my life so that I might take it back again. What I want to highlight here is that Jesus showing that how much he loves us is that he's willing to give his life for us. We understand what love looks like because love involves sacrifice. Here's the beautiful thing about love that God teaches us, that love is not based on emotion. I don't feel like sacrificing myself for you. Y'all quiet on me. I don't, it don't make me happy to take a bullet for you. But love will move me in front of that bullet. Come on, somebody. If I know that I can save your life, love will move me to run in front of a moving car to grab your, my child if I can save their life. Love will move me to run into a burning building. Y'all quiet on me. This is why oftentimes when you have fire builders, they have people holding people back because love is moving them. Common sense don't make sense. Why are you going to go to a collapsing, burning building? That does not make sense. But love moving says that's not about sense. If, if I can save it, I'm willing to give up. Because I wish I had a few more people here. I'm willing to give up my life if I can save my baby. Look what God said. If I can give up my life to save you. When we understand how much he loves us, then, then think about how he's willing to freely give up himself that we want to hold on to these sin habits that we have. Because it makes us feel good. But it's always fleeting. But yet, God said, I will give you joy. and My joy will fulfill you. It's an everlasting joy. It's exceeding joy. I will give you peace that transcends understanding. He will let us know that I can satisfy what you have. The flesh is fleeting. It's never going to satisfy you, but I will satisfy because I am the good shepherd. Notice that he says in verse 17 and 18, the father loved me because I sacrificed my life so that I might take it back again. Jesus willingly gives up his life so that we might be what? Saved. That's his sacrifice. He's willingly giving up his life. The beautiful thing that sometimes we overlook is that he was willing to give it up. He was not forced. He was not forced. He willingly gave up. That's why that prayer is so 
uh, emphasized that part of it said that not my will be done, but thy will be done. Because it wasn't based on how I felt, but it was based on my love. My love moves me to die for you. But also points out this, that how it was willful. Look verse me, verse 18. Y'all with me? No one can take my life from me. Y'all see that there? So not only was it willful that he gave his life up, but also it's willful that he's the one that gave his life up. Didn't nobody else do it. It was him. Because they don't have the power or the authority to make God die. Y'all quiet on Y'all see that there? You can't stop this. Only I. Come on, somebody. My love for you is so great that I'm willing to die for you. Mm. So no one can take my life from me. I sacrifice it voluntarily for I have the authority to lay it down when I want to. And also I can take it up again. For this is what my father has commanded. All this great love Christ has for us. My question is for you. Are, are you following Jesus? To follow him means I must know his voice. If I cannot discern his voice, then I need to do a little bit more study. Think about how you can tell people's voices because you talk to them, you communicate with them, you know their voice. There was a time that you might not have known somebody's voice, but the more you talk to them, you recognize their voice. And when they say their name on the phone, you recognize, I know who you are, right? You recognize, I recognize the voice. But think about when they're sick and when they're hurt, right, and the voice don't sound the same, right? You're like, oh, I didn't recognize you. Because you, there's something different, there's something wrong. Y'all catch that? So if there's something different, something wrong in our lives, we may not. So I've got to see, what's, what, how do I get right? How do I get healthy? How do I make sure that I'm hearing his voice correctly? That I'm following his commands? But one way, I need to open up his Bible. It's kind of hard to know what he says when I don't know what he says. It's kind of hard to follow the instructions when I don't read the instructions. I, I know many of you have been that place before that you thought you knew how to put something together and you put it together and you have parts left over. That means you didn't do it right. <laughs> you try to figure out, well, maybe they're not important. <laughs> And that's the time that when we follow the instruction, they'll let you know that, no, nah, that piece is important. You might need to take it all back apart. Yeah. You might have to put it all back together again. But here's the beautiful thing about our God, that he's patient with us. That he will let us take it all back apart and say, Lord, we want to get it right. So I need to hear his voice. I need to move at God's pace. And then also we got to follow his voice. So you never got to follow his voice. As we're following Jesus, as we're following Jesus, this is what we're doing. We are following him, not only is audible what he's saying to us, but we're following his motions. We're following the servant leader. The servant leader will be last. The servant leader will wash feet. The servant leader will bless and not curse. You know, so we understand that what it looks like, that's the model. We learn how to be kind. We, we, we are living in a world right now where a lot of people don't have a lot of respect because they don't see it modeled enough. If, I, if all I'm watching are videos of people being disrespectful, if all I watch is videos of people trying to tell somebody off and they laughing, 
Well, I'm thinking, well, that's what I'm going to model. Well, that's what I'm going to do. But if I saw models of someone being kind, being gentle, being nice, being patient, that changes things up. When, when, when I realize that my dad does not curse, okay, then I shouldn't be cursing in my house. Because my dad does not curse. When I realize that my dad is kind and gentle to me when I mess up, how can I be mean to somebody else? Well, my God keeps on showing me grace and mercy. So we understand when I'm with him, I realize that as he's done unto me, how can I do unto others? I want to follow him. But not only am I following him, I'm modeling him, but now I'm following him to my destination. And that means I will be protected. I'm going to reach my destination. Remember we talked about uh, last time how following him, we, how you oftentimes in movies you have a journey and path, but it's not guaranteed you're going to make your destination. But if you're with Jesus, it's guaranteed you're going to make your destination. We are safe in his arms. One thing I'm highlighting that we are the sheep and he is the good shepherd. God in Isaiah talks about how I carried my sheep. Those who are unable to make the journey, how I carried you in my arms. And it says to the, to the pregnant youth, how I gently led you. Meaning this, that I move at your pace. Oh, glory be to God. Means this, that God knows when you're ready and when you're not ready. God is not going to force you. He's not going to make you. But he's going to let you know that if you're ready to go, we will move at your pace. Which means some can run at Olympic speed and some got to take a snail pace. But catch this, as long as you're on the path. <laughs> Anybody been to a marathon before? Right. Notice how they stay there till everybody crosses. Y'all don't hear me? They got, they got everybody who's registered because everybody's going to get their time. And everybody's happy with their time because they passed. They finished the race. It's those who did not finish are upset or are disappointed that they didn't make it, that they had to cut short. But those who cross that line, they're happy. Whether they cross it at the first or they cross it last, they got a smile on their face. Because I made it. I want to tell you something here that I don't know when we're going to make it. But I do know we're going to make it. <laughs> so Jesus is showing us that if we follow him, we're going to be safe in his own. He's going to carry us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to protect us. So if I'm going to follow him, that means I've got to follow his voice. I've got to follow his instructions. I've got to follow his life and stay on this path. And well, catch this, catch this. All I've got to do is be the sheep. I don't have to be the shepherd. I don't have to be the gatekeeper. i just got to be the sheep. And that's the easiest response because he's going to tell me when to eat. He's going to tell me when to drink. He's going to tell me when to rest. And so now I'm looking at that. I'm looking at God's blessings. He blesses me to be able to eat. <laughs> he blesses me to be able to drink. He blesses me to lay down. And he'll bless my rising up. Wait a minute. Oh my gosh. That makes me excited. I might as well praise him in the morning. <laughs> praise him in the noonday. And praise him in the evening. Why is that? Because he blessed my going out. He blessed my coming in. As a, as, as, a, as a sun riser, right? So, so you know, as a sun riser, a brand new day, my shepherd's going to show up and leave me out one more time. I always had a few more witnesses here. That as long as God is in control, I got nothing to worry about. So let me follow him all the days of my life. 
Knowing that I'll never be in need, I'll never be in want, because he is my shepherd. He leads me in all the right paths, because my God is always right. To the times I did it wrong, I thank God for his grace and his mercy, that I can listen for his voice and get on the right path. But I'm going to encourage you that there's going to be some times you might not be able to get back on the path. Do you hear me here? You might have fallen down. You might have been injured. You might have been attacked by some wolves. But I'm so glad that Jesus gave the parable about how the shepherd will leave the fold. He'll leave the 99 and go out for the one. I don't know about you, but I've been that one before. Out all by myself, doing things I should not have been doing. And I was sinking deep in sin, but I'm so glad the master of the sea heard my despair cry. And now faith am I. Anybody can testify that God's been good to you. Even when you got off the path, His grace and His mercy is everlasting. He is good all the time and all the time God is Good. He is a good shepherd. I'm so glad. Good day now, to the Lord bless you real good. On your way home, you ought to tell somebody, I'm going to follow the Lord all the days of my life. I know that there's going to be another gate that I want to see. Y'all know what I'm talking about? No further gate when I see Jesus. So let us follow with great conviction. Great humility and great submission, knowing that we have victory because as long as we are with him, everything is going to be all right. Father, we just thank you for you being our guide, you being our protector. God, we thank you for being the good shepherd, our provider. Lord, we thank you, God, that we are safe in your presence. Father, Lord, we pray for those who may not know you. Father, they may find their refuge in you. Father, we pray that they will know that to better is one day with you than a thousand elsewhere. Father, I pray that you'll bless them to find a church home, to guide them and direct them, Lord. Oh, God, just move in this space, Lord, we pray. Oh, Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that all who call on them, Lord, shall be saved. Father, might be someone here listening, Lord, I pray that they can say with their mouth that I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and that he defeated the grave and rose on the third day. God, we thank that you are exalted and you are high and lifted up. Oh, Father, move. We thank you in this place. We, give, we surrender to you. We submit to your will. Let your will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. That might have been you today that decided to give your life to Christ. That might have been you today that decided to find you a church home. Well, we Zion wants to welcome you here in this space. Uh, we want to encourage you to come forward as we want to give opportunity as we continue to worship our God through giving through his tithes and his offering. So when it comes time, you want to walk around. We have our deacons and our ministers up here. You can come up and say, what must I do uh, to be saved? We'd be happy to share with you to love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and how to disciple you in this space. So let us pray as we prepare, we prepare to give God his tithe uh, and our offering. Father, we just give freely, give back to you according to belongs to you. We thank you, God, for the means to give. If we follow, yes, and bless those who have desire to give and yet have not. We thank you, Lord. You desire a cheerful giver. And Father, you supply all our needs. 
So Father, what is given? We ask you to bless you, multiply, and increase it for the building of your kingdom and the work of your church, we pray. Amen. Amen. As you follow the instruction of the ushers,
reigns forever. A few announcements for our weeks and weeks to come. I want to share again, uh, we're looking to celebrate and concluding the, the fourth Sunday of Black History Month. We're having a soulful uh, Sunday and then also look to have um, presentations with our youth and children of black history. Uh, so we want to encourage those who have um, meals that you know you're going to bring, please uh, text um, uh, Essie Ellis. Uh, let her know the meal we can help arrange that, make sure we have that covered. Amen. 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 Also, we encourage everybody to join us for Bible study at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night and join us for Sunday school uh, every Sunday, 9 a.m. Everyone is welcome uh, to come. And also, too, uh, in April, we'll be celebrating our 145th church anniversary. And so we're looking forward for you to come and join us with us. And then also, uh, Beth United uh, Methodist Church, Pastor Tyson Parks Church, is going to look to come with us that morning to fellowship with us, and we ask those who are able uh, that you can give one dollar uh, for each year of Zion, and whatever you can give is also appreciated and celebrating of our church uh, anniversary. And so we thank God for that. Uh, so let us stand, amen, um, and prepare for our benediction and doxology. <laughs> Keep us all God to the same together. <laughs> 